everyone welcome back it's wood here with hang on a second okay before we get started i want to ask you just how long is two and the reason i ask this question because i'm sorry wood but you don't understand where i'm coming from how long is too long to look in your eyes and the reason i ask this question is because my dentist he's not open on the weekends (laughs) man i'm prepared i just my dentist man well so so oddly enough you you won't have a problem with that because i am Honestly, no joke, somewhat autistic. Okay. So eye contact is kind of awkward for me. So okay. I'm usually ah. the first one to like look away and, and not want to do that. So I, that and that's that, fine because, I mean. That's why I fidget and fiddle with shit the whole time. We came prepared. We, we, <laughs> we both brought helmets. Nice, I mean, nice. I, I know you can put my arms on backwards, but this just protects my teeth. So what I'm sorry, I just wanted to get that out of the way right there. And in case you guys were wondering, that's Keith. <laughs> so what you're saying? I just, well, you know, I, I just want to start off on a bad foot, man. You know, yeah, I, yeah. The emergency room's open, but the the dentist office is closed, and that's why I brought the helmet just to protect my teeth. Sure, yeah, I get that. That makes perfect sense. All right, um, what are we saying tonight? <laughs> this week, I got the uh, the emails right off top, so let let's get to those, and then we're gonna get to something a lot better than what I got to say. What I learned last week, I learned. We don't know shit about cars. Um, we knew that going in. Nope. Yeah. No. I, I think I uh, qualified that by saying that cars are pretty. Yeah. Well, they're gorgeous, mm-hmm. but yeah. Then throw me the keys. Tell me where the gas goes, and maybe I'll put some windshield washer fluid in it. But <laughs> other than that, we don't know shit about cars. But there's a lot of people out there that do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are. I'm gonna get to a few emails right quick because, as you guys see, we got a mask off. Cars is the name of this email. If you know, it's named. It's it's Jameson. Jameson. Wooden Keith, it took me two and a half days of driving to and from work to finish the Cars episode. Time well spent. Thank you. It was nice to see or hear the diversity in the types of cars in the club. Trucks to low riders, 30s to 70s, stock to Frankenstein, and they still get along. The best part of the episode was the boss, Rudy. He sounds just like Jack Black and was often as funny. Go back and give it a listen with fresh ears and you'll laugh your ass off. I did actually after that, and, I, and he, he's right. Yeah, he's boss right. was funny? Yeah. I, I thought they were all pretty entertaining, but yeah, the boss was pretty funny. Thanks to all for taking the time for this one. And thanks for the Ides of March instead of Gary Newman cars. See, <laughs> yep. we throw curveballs. You yep. know what I mean? People are going to think they, they see cars. To, mm-hmm. No, Ides of March. That's because we're, we're in depth. <laughs> we're, we're well thought out. I also forgot to tell the story. My boy that owns a classic car, uh-huh. and this is a go back to last week. He owns a 67 or 66 Impala. He's told me a story one time. He went out there. He went to the store, drove his car's convertible. He came out to the store, and there was a girl sitting in his car talking about take me for a ride. Huh? That's the bullshit women can do. A guy, yeah. If there was a guy yeah. sitting in his seat, he would have a fight. I said, well, what'd you do? He goes, I asked you to get out. But if that was a guy, there would have been a fight. Right, what yeah. you doing in my car? And could you imagine if the owner of that vehicle was a female? Same, same thing. Okay. Same thing. We got another email from Amanda. She's checking in from Oklahoma. Hmm? 
I've worked in body shops since I was 18 years old. Excuse me, 16 years old. My dad owned one, and I... Hold on, hold on, hold on. My dad owned one, and now I own it. education coming Boston. <laughs> public education coming back. Tell your listeners to keep their minds off the gutter because I own a body shop. Anyway, my first car was a 65 Corvette. Me and my dad and sister completely restored it. All the pretty features. I won't confuse you two with specifics. Let's just say it always turns heads, and I still have it today. I am an active member of a car club, and there are several other women in the club. Just letting listeners know that we're out there. Also, maybe James slash Jamie has a split personality. Just a thought. Yeah, that could be. Does he sometimes email angry? I mean, do you notice like a difference in personality? He, when he sent emails? he sent in, and we put out his rap song. Uh-huh. So I mean, that's that could have been Rapmaster Jamie. Yeah. So I, I agree with her. She's yeah. He's probably split personality. Okay. We'll see what he comes up with this week. And a guy named Greg S loves our show. Keep doing what you're doing. That was one of the positive ones. And I throw that out there because we got a lot talking about you guys don't know shit about cars. What the hell are you doing about cars? Cars are what? Pretty. That's about it. Yep. All right. So if you have a pretty car, we're going to let you guys know about it. My question, too, is where the hell's Misty? Last time I called her out, she sent me a picture of a naked hot dog, which parenthetically reminds me of a porn I shouldn't have seen when I was younger. <laughs> so I don't want another naked hot dog picture. I just, but where the hell has she been? I, I, I don't know. That's a good question because yeah. – uh, I thought she was all about cars. Yeah, I, I thought she would have tuned in for that one. Anyhow, we're going to keep the emails short because we have a mask off. Wood, what's a mask off? Guys, uh, if you haven't, go back, check out some of the masks off, listen to this one. A mask off is when we uh, bring somebody in that does something better than we do, which is not hard. Um, <laughs> we, we peel their mask back, get to know who they are, uh, get to know a little bit about them, and uh, have them educate us just a little bit. So without further ado... Um, We'll have him introduce himself. Who are you? I'm Jeremy. Jeremy. So <laughs> what do you do, Jeremy? What what makes you the reason we called you here? Uh, I, don't, I actually don't know why you called me. <laughs> but uh, but I, I run a gym in uh, Sandy, Utah. I, uh, I'm an MMA fighter and trainer. Okay. MMA fighter and, oh. and, trainer. and trainer. So you're good yes. at what you do. Yes. Okay. Oh. That explains the cauliflower ears. Yes. That is the signal. Cauliflower ear is the equivalent of a bear growling at you and standing up. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. see that, and you're just like, oh, I fucked with this yeah. guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. Can Before I, we... I was just going to say, uh, we can't forget Snaggles here. All right. Our, our guest normally introduces our Snaggles. What are we drinking today, Jeremy? This is called Applejack by Laird's. It's delicious. Anything apple is no, is normally good, and and I love applejack cereals, so that's it already hey, looks good. You should pour that on your applejack cereal. <laughs> See now, I'm a thinker. That's right. Eyes of March, we think that Light would be stuff. terrible. But we <laughs> we do something called the layup line questions, man. It's to warm you up, kind of like a me me me. You know when you stretch and you're sure, doing a punch sure. in the air as you're walking into the ring. All right, who was your favorite teacher when you were young? Um, had to be my uh, sixth grade teacher. His name was Robert Sanderhoff. Why? Uh, I don't know. He was just just a great guy that was easy to connect with for the kids. You know, you, you know the 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 typical the stereotypical teacher that all the kids love. Yeah, you yeah. know, He's, he was one of those. Okay. Guy. When's the last time you saw him? That's part B of that question. Oh, sixth I, grade. I mean, yeah. Sixth okay. Grade, yeah. Last book you read? Um, <laughs> we were just talking about that. Uh, does, does that count audiobooks? Yeah, knock it out. I, I am listening right now to the Gulag Archipelago. Okay, and it's about what? It's uh, it's about uh, the prison industrial complex in Soviet Russia during uh, the 1940s. 
I like that. Something outside the box. Do you believe in Bigfoot or aliens or both? Bigfoot, no. Aliens, I can't say no for sure. The universe is far too big to to write it off, but... As far as, like, coming down and abducting people and poking them in the butt, probably not. Okay. <laughs> you were pretty uh, emphatic on Bigfoot. No. Did you kill Bigfoot with your bare hands? I did, yes. Okay, all right. So you know he's not a threat anymore. Choked him yeah. out somewhere. Song you're embarrassed to admit you like? Um, I, Really nothing. I mean, I'm everybody knows I'm a big nerd. I play World of Warcraft. I, uh, I'm, I'm into the, the fantasy Warhammer tabletop gaming. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have anything that I'm embarrassed to admit I, I love like. that. that that's, that's a great I answer. I balance it by also fighting and shooting, so... If, if you don't like what I do, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something you were afraid of as a kid, a phobia. Um, I don't know if I really had any phobias as a kid. I still am somewhat, uh, I think the correct term is agoraphobic. Like, I don't like big crowds. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Which is, kinda, we'll get to that. Kind of strange. Yeah, we'll get career, to that. I know, but uh, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, so, a couple for me this time. Uh, I, I always have one that I ask everybody. I'm going to say it for a second. Um, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Do you prefer or not? Um, can, can there be a, a halfway answer? Peanut butter, yes. Jelly, very, very thin. Okay. What? Je- That's where I was going. When the jelly gets too thick to so- and it starts soaking the bread, it's no good. I'll Are do, you crazy? I'll do straight peanut butter all day long, but okay. the jelly, it's got to be just real thin. What wow. about peanut butter honey? Yes, that as well. Okay. Yep. Thin on the honey as well? Or, um, or more than jelly? More than jelly. Well, nah, probably about the same. Um, you know, if it's going to start soaking the bread, it's no good. But uh, I'll well, do like... Well, honey will crystallize your butter. bread and it gets crunchy. It's yeah. nasty. If you ran, Keith, you, eat it you would understand enough. this. Or, yeah, I jogged a mile and a half the other day, buddy. <laughs> and, and then lastly, uh, which era do you wish you were born in? Um, wow, that's a tough question. Um, like I said before, I mean, I'm, I'm quite a quite a gamer fantasy nerd, so, like, the idea of living in, in kind of, you know, feudal Japan or the, the you know, the King Arthur-type era. Okay. It'd be, be kind of interesting, but, uh, I mean, realistically, we're in the best era of humanity ever, so it's only getting better. So they're eating Tide Pods. Jeremy, they're eating Tide Pods. You sure this is the best era right now? <laughs> they, yeah, Did they. you see that... Stinking idiots. I, I, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't looked up to see if it's... True or not, but they sniffing condoms. Did you yep. hear about yeah, this? Yeah, I saw yeah. that. <sighs> yeah. All right, so let me get my stupidity out the way. And like I said, I brought the motorcycle helmet. Wood has one, too. Put my arms on, but don't ruin my teeth because I'm going to say a lot of <laughs> stupid shit. Every time I hear the name Jeremy, it, it, it reminds me of Pearl Jam. And mm-hmm. I can't help it. I'm trying to refrain. Just like when somebody introduces themselves at Anna or Annie, I start asking them if they're okay. Or yeah. if they're, <laughs> I got a sister-in-law. Her name's Jenny, and I'm all, Jenny, you know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just dumb, you know? So... Keep that in mind as as uh, as we talk to you. I'm just a moron, all right? <laughs> so you fight. You, you, you've been in UFC, Pride, and Bellator. Is that correct? I've been in just about every organization in existence. In existence. Almost. Now, oh, all right. How did, how did this start? I want to talk to five-year-old Jeremy. You're five years old. You come from a family of four boys. Four boys, yep. You're second okay. to the youngest. Yep. Single mom raised you yep. in Omaha, Nebraska. Yep. All right, so here you are. And people, you know, they see you, you got the cauliflower ears, you got the beard, which, I mean, normally I make fun of people with beards, but I mean, I, let me just say yours looks great. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I'm too lazy to shave. I love I'm your not, beard. <laughs> I'm not really a beard guy, but like I do the hair and the beard at okay. the same time. Hey, it's yeah. perfect. From the neck up. GQ, yeah, George Clooney's that. got nothing on you. Let me just say that, but everybody else has shitty beards. So let's talk to five-year-old Jeremy growing up in uh, Nebraska. Um, So I just, 
an average kid like any other. Um, my older brother started training in kind of a local martial arts club there, and so I. When I you say martial arts, you mean kung fu, karate? Yeah, I mean this was in uh, early, well, mid eighties. Okay. So yeah, I mean there was really nothing going on. It was you know karate like any other, and uh, so he, I think he saw a demonstration at like a local fair or something. So mm -hmm. he joined, and a couple of years later, I mean, who doesn't want to do what their older brother's doing? So right. I followed him to the gym and started training and so, know, fell in I, love. Story about that, just I know this is not a mascot for Wood because they know me well enough. <laughs> but I, I, same thing, same story for me. My, I have an older brother, and uh, he did karate. So I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be good. So I, I joined in with him, and uh, I promptly quit because I found all he did that for, I think, was just to kick my ass every day. <laughs> so... Well, see, that's, that, that was kind of my thing, too. I mean, not only did he train, but he also used to beat me up. Right. Sure. So, you know, it's when we're getting along, I want to emulate my older brother. Sure. And when right. he's kicking my ass, I want to learn how to defend myself sure. from my big brother. So right. no matter what, I was looking to, you know, to follow him gotcha. wherever he was going. Okay. I learned that by running away, but I'm glad you chose the other. <laughs> see, that's, see, I don't like running. I started doing martial arts so I could stop running. Nice. Uh, that's I and it's funny you say that because a lot of great fighters, and I'm going to call you a great fighter because you could clear this room right now, no problem. We all <laughs> understand that. But you got guys, all right, I, I wasn't big into my um, um, MMA coming up, all right? I mean, like I said, I've seen you fight, which yeah. is it's weird to have you sitting here in front of me. But you, you hear guys talk like Muhammad Ali. I mean, he got his bike stolen and wanted to fight so he could get his bike back. Mike Tyson, somebody killed his pigeon. Mm -hmm. When did it click for you? Because you didn't come out at, you know, the womb fighting. When, when did it click and you said, you know what, I'm pretty good at this? What, what was the transition for you? Uh, you know, there, there really was, there, there wasn't one for me. It was so gradual that, like, I look back now and I can't even really pinpoint a, a day or time when I said, okay, now this is what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. You know, I started training in martial arts when I was 12, um, and it was just something that I loved to do. I mean, what kid doesn't? Yeah. And so I, I did it every day. Like, literally every day from the time I was 12 until I was about 22. I trained seven days a week. Damn. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's only an hour a day. It's not like it, not like the gym today. Right. But it's but, a lot of commitment, though, to, yeah. for every day. Well, because but, it's easy to sit on your ass and, yeah. as opposed to get up, but stretch out. as a out. kid, I just fell in love with it. So I, I, I just never missed a day. And then when, uh, when MMA started rolling around and getting more popular, me and some of the guys that I were training with were like, hey, let's, let's kind of do that thing. You know, the UFC was big. It What's was the more, age? Um, I was... Man, I think I was 15 or 16, maybe. Okay. And so it was kind of starting, you know, hearing the rumblings of, hey, there's this, there's this no rules fight. Somebody might die, you know, that kind of thing. Remember <laughs> yeah. the early UFC days? Right, right. Uh, it which more from the tough man when they just went in no, no weight class yeah, apart, right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, so my friends and I started training more specifically towards that. And then we had a couple of fights. And I was like, hey, I like this. I mean, I was, you know, now I'm. I think I had my first fight when I was 19 or maybe 20. Let me stop you right there, please. So you say, I had my first couple of fights. I like this. Did it arouse you? Were you like, this is too easy? <laughs> um, because I've been punched in the face. And I'm like, eh, I don't like that. I'm going to, you know, well, shy so, away from that. So here's the thing, and this is something that, I, I don't know, you guys might get it, your guys, but it, it kind of, I, I like hurting people. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, so some people like I get a raised eyebrow from that, but no. like I'm not, I'm not gonna go like kick little kids. <laughs> but if somebody is willing to get into the ring with me, and the green lights on, yeah, this I'm gonna, I'm get. gonna fuck you up. This is what you get. You know, um, 
but that doesn't mean I'm a jerk. Right, right. I'm not going to attack somebody that doesn't want to do it. But if right. you step in the ring, I'm going to try to hurt you as bad as I can. This is what you signed up exactly. for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll do it with a smile. So, <laughs> but, but at the same time, people are like, oh, you think fighting is fun? Who wants to get punched in the face? That's no fun. Well, no, I don't want to get punched in the face. I want to punch you in the face. Right. <laughs> right. But I'm willing to risk you punching me because I enjoy punching you so much. Okay. So, yeah. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. so when did your brother, your older brother, did he fade out of it? Did he train you? Um, he he trained a bit for a while, and he was actually one of my one of my training partners early on, and he had a few fights as well. Um, but he was married with some kids, so he had other obligations that kind of pulled him away a little bit more. Um, whereas I was, you know, a little bit younger than him, no, you know, no family, and right. I could just do whatever I wanted. So I was able to focus a little bit more on it. Um, so we had a couple of fights and, and found out that I liked it. And, and like I said, I was still working a, a regular job at a pizza place or something, nothing special. Um, and then in 1998. He said, he said I'm working at a pizza place. Hey, excuse me, sir. I said no pepperoni. Motherfucker, take the pizza. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, no, no, you're good. Uh, but yeah, so then uh, I moved to uh, Iowa to train with Pat. That's what I want. Pat, Pat Milich? Militich. Militich. Yeah. Okay, who is... Who is Pat? Pat Militich was, uh, back then, he was somebody that's very much ahead of his time. Okay. Um, you know, the, the sport was still very, very new. Everybody was still kind of f- fumbling in the dark, trying to find their way towards winning. Okay. Um, you know, and obviously now you guys are fans of the sport today, right? Sure, you kind of sure. see, yeah. you need to be well-rounded. You got to have good stand-up. You got to have good wrestling, good yes. cardio, good jiu-jitsu. There's, there, there, there now is a pretty easily definable package of what a winning fighter needs. Right. You know, back then we didn't really know and everybody was still trying to figure it out. And Pat was one of the first ones. Everybody just kind of went in to... Yeah, well, like some guys would be like, well, I'm going to be a boxer. I'm really, really good at boxing, so this is what I need to do to win. Okay. Um, Other guys would wrestle and and Pat was one of the first that really understood that you need a little bit of everything. You know, he, he wrestled in college, he had done karate as a little kid. Damn. He also trained with a local boxing club. Um, and then he also was getting into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and he understood that conditioning was a big factor as well. Right. So he was, at least that I had ever in, interacted with, he was one of the first that understood what it actually takes to, to be a successful professional fighter. You know, you've got you've to have this, 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 and this, right. and you've mm-hmm. got to train hard, and you've got to train like this. Um, so I met him during uh, one of my first couple of fights, okay. and then I moved out there to train with him. And then uh, when I moved to Iowa, the sport was exploding so much that there were fights everywhere. Okay. So I just never got a job again. Unorganized yeah. stuff, just people popping up. Or uh, organized mostly or unorganized. It? I mean, a guy would rent a rodeo barn and sell tickets to 500 people and put on six or eight fights. Okay. You know, and and there was a lot of money in the sport for the promoters and. As a fighter, I like how you, how you mm-hmm. specified that. Yeah, I mean, there was there was okay money for the fighters, nothing by today's standards. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I I could make, you know, I could make three or four hundred bucks a fight, and there was a fight every weekend. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm making two grand a month fighting once a week. And you'd have to burn your arm in a pizza oven. Exactly. Yeah. Did you so wrestle just, in high school? I did not. You I did, did nothing <clears throat> in high school. I had a paper out in high school. <laughs> yeah, that was that was what I did. Yeah, for you youngsters, uh, kids used to get up off their ass in the a.m. What about four, four or five in the morning yep. and go ride their bike 
mm-hmm. toss a paper at the neighbors' houses yeah. all the way around the block, up and yeah. down the street. That's what a paper route yes. was. And the newspaper might, is something that had information in exactly. it. Exactly. I was going to say, you and might back up and tell me what a newspaper <laughs> is. A physical <laughs> we, item that you would hold item. with writing I think on we it. discussed that last week about a magazine and a book. Yeah, and, man. Yeah, everything These else. motherfuckers, man. <laughs> all right, so... You, you roll up on Pat, or Pat recruits you, or you say, this is the guy I want to run with? Um, I just followed him. You know, like I said, we, we, so I had my first couple of fights, and then Monty Cox, who's my manager today, okay. um, he was also promoting shows back then. So I was in Omaha, and they were in Iowa. It's about four hours away. So I ended up fighting on one of Monty's shows, and he was managing Pat, so I met, like, the whole Iowa crew. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, Matt Hughes was involved in that crew, He right? came later, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but at this time, it was Pat Militich, and then... Uh, couple other guys. <clears throat> and so, you know, all of Pat's guys were fighting. Me and a few of my guys came and fought, and we actually fought each other. My brother fought Pat, Okay, actually. Oh, um, wow. So we just hit it off, and I was like, okay, this is a guy that, that knows what he's doing. He knows more than me. I want to go train with him. Exactly. So, you know, and Pat wasn't really recruiting people. It was just, you know, I run a gym. I'm training for fights. If you want to fight, come train. You know, it, it, you know yeah. it, was so, it was so informal back then, you know. Sure. What? All right, back then. So you say back then, and, and I, I tried to watch it early. I, I got into it now recently, inundated with it. I mean, if Fox is smart or MMA is smart in terms of putting free fights on TV, like it used to be when I was right. a kid. You, Ali's prize fights would be on t- regular TV. Right. You know, you didn't have to pay for things. But when I first started watching back then, to me, it, it was kind of like, I didn't know what I was watching. It looked like two guys trying to fart on each other's head. or You know the trick where you get the, the girl, she takes the cherry stem, she puts it in her mouth, and all of a sudden the stem comes out. Yep. You know? You'd see two guys tangled up, and all of a sudden somebody would win. Yep. I didn't understand it. And, and it's interesting that you talk about the different aspects of it because it is you have to have the stand-up, you have to have the wrestling, which I had no interest in. Right. Where did you pick up your wrestling tactics? You didn't wrestle in high school. Nope. I just so tra- that was Pat. Just training with Pat, yep. So I had, like, what I had was five, six years of an older brother that kicked the shit out of me relentlessly. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, <laughs> and mom's not home. Mom's working. So yeah, nobody yeah. could get him yeah. off you. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, you know, I, I was tough and I was not, I was not unfamiliar with a real fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then when I started training with Pat, he was able to really help me fill a lot of the holes. You know I mean? Like, look, you're, you're tough enough to not quit, but now you got to know how to do stuff that will actually allow you to win the fight. Got it. You know? So you and could that, just go and go and go. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't scared of taking a beating. I was so a you were Rocky one when you first started. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was, I was, you know, I was small, and uh, I know I'm big and fat now, but uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, I was smaller, and so my older brothers were four and five years older than me. So of course, I, you know, learning learning to never quit was something that that came naturally mm-hmm. in All the right. fights. Was it? Is it true? Your first fight was in Atlanta. Your first pro fight. Yeah. In Atlanta in a barn. Yep. Wow. That's a long way. Okay, yeah. so you, you go there, you're in a barn, there's people hanging from the rafters, they're thinking they're going to get a Michael Vick dog fight, and you walk in. <laughs> yeah, I actually, that was me and, uh, and two of my training partners, my brother and a guy named Brian Dunn, who now is actually the athletic commissioner in Nebraska. Okay. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, he's stayed in the sport as well. Um, so, yeah, we fly down there, and um, I, I don't know what they thought. I thought we were, like, entering into a snuff film or something. <laughs> Because it was so, I, you know, people. Guys, hard, I don't know if we should be here. People have a hard time believing this, but but this was this was exactly what you would see in a movie of something like this. So we're in Omaha. 
and we get contacted by somebody that we didn't really know, just just a matchmaker. I don't even remember how he got a hey, hold bro, of us. Just come over and his, like, his name's yeah, Tim. Yeah. What's your last name? Don't ask questions. Yeah, he's like, hey guys, you want to fight? Uh, so he, we agreed to this fight down in Atlanta. They're gonna fly us down there. They'll put us up in a hotel. They'll give us some money for food, but we fought for free. Okay. Oh, wow. So they, they didn't pay us. And we didn't know any better. We're like, holy shit, they're going to fly us to Atlanta to yeah. fight. Like, I have made Big it. Big time, right? It's time for going to Tokyo, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so they fly us down there. Uh, we didn't even know who we were going to fight. Like, do you want to fight? Yes. Get on this plane. We'll, we'll take care of you. <laughs> okay. We'll we fly sh- here. And- we show up in Atlanta, and they pick us up at the airport in a limousine. Huh? Oh, you, yeah. You, you yeah. Just the head's just going. Oh, yeah, I yeah. made it. <laughs> so we get to the hotel. They gave us our hotel rooms. They gave us. We were there for like three days. They gave us like fifty bucks a piece for food. Okay. That was it. All right. Mm-hmm. It's better yeah. than zero bucks for food. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, then, but uh, the reality reality kind of set in there. Or you're still flying on no, cloud nine. We, we're still awesome. I mean, we're you know we we walk to a local mall, hang out in the food court, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> eat lunch. Then we go to the fight and. Uh, it, again, limo to the fight, and now it's starting to get a little sketchy. <laughs> so they're driving down into kind of the ghetto of okay. Atlanta. All right. And maybe that's maybe that's a little over an exaggeration because I don't really know what the ghetto of Atlanta looks like. But it was not a not a nice part of town, okay. at least as far as my standards. And they it's after hours, you know, it's dark. It's mm-hmm. things are closed down, and we pull up to this warehouse, I guess. Okay. <laughs> like no joke, corrugated metal walls. Like the big rusty, like you guys remember that uh, that movie, um, uh, Law Abiding Citizen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the the shed that he had where he dismembered that guy? Uh-huh. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> okay. Like, well, you can see outside from yeah, the from yeah, the inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we walk in, and it's like the bare light bulb hanging from a chain in the middle, and we walk in, and there's a crowd of fighters in one so- one area. And guys and girls in tuxedos and evening gowns drinking champagne on the other side of the room. Uh-huh. And we're like, uh, like yeah. we're, we're about to fight, and then they're going to kill us. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we're, there's ditches buried out behind this building. You know, well, we're, we're, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so you walk in, and as soon as you start to get one up on your opponent, they're going to throw in the chainsaw. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, or a tiger. Or, or a mace or something. <laughs> <laughs> Even so, the playing field here. So they had a bunch of mats laid down in this warehouse, and it was, it was a, a good-sized warehouse. Um, they had a bunch of mats laid down, and they had some couches. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget this. You guys follow pro wrestling at all? Yeah. You remember the old school guys? You remember Diamond oh, yeah. Dallas Page? Uh-huh. Oh, he yeah. was at my fight. Okay. He was there. No shit. Diamond yeah. Dallas. He was there. So you walk into your death in your mind. You're like, hey, this is Diamond Dallas yeah. Page. <laughs> yeah. Tell my story, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so so they, they're like, okay, here's the way this is going to work. We got some mats over there. We don't have a cage. We don't have a boxing ring. We are. Uh, we just got these these guys over here that have these kicking shields. Um, you, you guys, either you guys do martial arts. You're familiar with it? Yeah, I, mean, I know, you know what a kicking it, shield it's is. Like, it's like a three foot by two foot with little straps on the back, kind of like a. Yeah, 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 yeah. you hold yeah, it. Exactly. Yourself, yeah. yeah. And so they had five or six guys with those that would just run around the edge of the mat, and if you got close to the wall, they Push would just kind of, back, yeah. kind of, you know, <laughs> oh, like American shit. gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> So you're thinking you're at least gonna fight to the death, right? Kind yeah. of, yeah. You know, and, and I'm like, okay, this is this is getting kind of sketchy. We're all shitting our pants. Uh-huh. We don't even know who we're gonna fight yet. Right. So then they're like, okay, you're about the same size as him. Oh, you guys shit. will fight, and you and you, and they just start pairing people off. I had no wow. idea who we were gonna fight. Didn't know anything about anybody. Didn't even know his name. <laughs> so we fight. All all three of us won. It was me, my brother, and and Brian Dunn. We all three won. Um, I mean. 
I, like I said, I was kind of tough, but I certainly wasn't real good back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I ended up winning with an arm lock, but I think it was only because I was maybe a little bit more knowledgeable than my opponents. It's not like right. I was head and shoulders above anybody else. Okay. But, um, and oddly enough, the guy that I fought that night ended up being becoming one of my best friends. Um, we've stayed in touch. He lives in Arizona now. We He moved to Iowa as well afterwards to train with Pat and I. Traumatic we, experiences build yeah. camaraderie. That'll do, yeah. <laughs> That'll yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up having the fight. Uh, we go back to the hotel. The promoter gives us each a, a VHS copy. A VHS. Yeah. That's, uh, Way that's back. Videotape for those yeah. of you that may not know what that is. <laughs> You put it in a big box and it's got a tape inside it. But you yeah, so he gave us a copy of our fights and was like, "Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time." And that was it. And you, there was no next time for you. There was no next time. Okay, that was enough. Well, no, I would have, but they never contacted us. Oh, so okay. What those? Who those guys ended up being? Uh, there was a show later on called Mars. It stood for Martial Arts Reality Super Fighting. It was a pay per view show right okay. around the the early days of the UFC when all the other was were exploding. The guys that actually brought us out ended up being the guys that built Mars. Okay. So they 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 actually ended up being semi-legit promoters. Trying to get up on their way. Yeah, yeah, but what they really were doing was they had some money. They were flying people in from all over the the world, I think, um, and having their own little private fight club for their own entertainment. No shit. I mean, that, that's so you guys it, were the, basically the dog fighters. Kind, of, yeah. kind yeah. of, yeah. It's just like, here's some money. We'll fly you in, put you in a hotel room. You'll fight. We'll film it. Our rich friends will watch, probably betting on it. Yeah. That's it. All right. Wow. How'd you get from <laughs> that to the UFC? So just average fighting. So after that fight, I met Monty, Monty Cox and mm-hmm. Pat Militich. So Monty was doing promo shows in Iowa. And I don't, I really don't remember how I got in touch with him either. Um, but he was promoting fights, so I ended up fighting for him a couple of times. Excuse me. And then he ended up becoming my manager. And then I started fighting in his shows really regularly all the time. Okay. So fast forward a couple of years. Um, I'm fighting on one of his shows, and John Peretti, who at the time was the matchmaker for the UFC, was in the audience. And uh, so I ended up winning the one of the tournaments that Monty put on. And John Perry's like, hey, I like that kid. I'm going to put him in the UFC. So uh-huh. I was originally scheduled to be an alternate for one of the middleweight tournaments that they did. All right. Um, and then at the last minute, they decided that I would fight Frank Shamrock instead. So, Ken uh, Shamrock? Frank Shamrock. Shamrock that, yeah. Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Olympic wrestlers? Nope. They, they weren't Olympic wrestlers? Nope. nope. Good good MMA fighters, both of them. You know, Ken had been fighting in Japan for a while. A good uh-huh. wrestler, but not like an Olympic level okay. wrestler or anything. So you fight Frank. Yep. How's that go? Um, I, I won the entire fight except for the last minute when he caught me in a leg lock. Son of a bitch. You were kicking <laughs> yeah. his ass until he yeah, got I was, you. Yeah, yeah. So interesting story there, too. Um, so, I mean, I guess obviously we got all day long, right? Yeah, it's no, kind brother. of a long story. I don't want to just babble if you guys no, got no, 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 things No, 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 no. This about. is on your clock. <laughs> appreciate so, you being here. No, no. I, I, I appreciate you guys bringing me on. So what happened was I was scheduled to be an alternate for the tournament that Dan Henderson ended up winning. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. remember that. It mm-hmm. was uh, UFC 17. Okay. Um, and Dan Henderson fought Carlos Newton, uh, Alan Goez, and Bob Gilstrap were the other three guys in that. It was a four-man tournament, and I was supposed to be an alternate. I was supposed to fight Chuck Liddell as an alternate in that tournament. Shit. Um, 
the the powers that be at the UFC were planning on doing a show that they were going to call Night of Champions. It was this this is back when the UFC had like one every six months of pay per view, right. right? And mm-hmm. it was like a big party. Everybody get together with your friends, watch yep. the pay per view. I remember that. So mm-hmm. the UFC was going to do one they called Night of Champions, and what they were going to do is they were just going to replay all of the old fights <laughs> of past champions that had won a tournament or won uh, the you know the belt. Right. So it was going to be a pay-per-view event of all old fights. And they realized, well, nobody's going to buy that. They've seen all these. They're not going to pay 60 bucks for, for reruns. So we got to have one, one new fight. Okay. So they decided, well, let's get Frank Shamrock to defend his title. Uh, and then we'll add that as like the teaser for this. They called it a Night of Champions. Okay. So it was going to be a bunch of old fights and me. Okay. So they decided to pull me off the alternate bout and do what they call a dark match. So I was actually the first fight of the night on UFC 17. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. They filmed it. Obviously, the people live saw it, but they never aired it that night on the pay-per-view of UFC 17 because they wanted to save that to air later on this night of champions okay. that they were going to do. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so they called Frank, and they told him what they were going to do, and they said, okay, here's a list of guys. Who do you want to fight? And he picked me. That's nuts, man. Yeah. So, so it's just does, does he right pick place, you right be, time, basically. Does he pick you because he knows you? Does he pick you because he's like, yeah, I got this? Or just he, he picked me because I was a pasty white kid that nobody thought could fight. Huh. So he <laughs> thought you were fish bait for yeah. Shamrock. Yeah. Yeah, nice try, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and so when you, you say you lost that fight because of what? Well, I got caught in a, in a leg lock leg laying lock. around. So it was, uh, I, I think it was a 10 or a 15-minute regulation period. And then... Two three minute overtimes, and I think I got caught in a leg lock in the f- in the first minute of the second overtime. Do you overplay okay. that in your head and say, you know what, if I had done this, oh, that absolutely. would I bet, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Constantly. Here's what I want to understand. So I was I was running him running him over in the in the regulation. I dominated every minute of the the regulation period. I hate that so, shit. Yeah, man. So then terrible. it goes to just for some that are kind of unfamiliar. So a regulation ends, you have overtimes. Yep. Let's say that you don't get caught in that leg lock in overtime. Does it then go to decision? Yes, it would have okay. gone to a decision. I believe. Had oh yeah, absolutely. Well, hands down, I would have won the decision. Would you rather? Let me ask you this. And I don't know if you've ever been knocked out. Would you rather be knocked out, or would you rather go like that and lose on some bullshit that you know you shouldn't have get caught, shouldn't have got caught in? Mm. Because like basketball, I'd rather get beat by fucking thirty than one point. Because one yeah. point, I say to myself, I could have done I this. Fucking got that rebound. I could have. I could have done this. I could. I should have hit that free throw. But 30, like, this motherfucker's just better than me. Yeah, that's that's hard to say because, like, a knockout versus a submission, the it, it could be the same. Like, you made one momentary lapse of, of focus and okay. got caught. Okay. Whereas if you get beat by 30 in a game, mm-hmm. you are – you're making lots of mistakes, and you're, <laughs> you're, you're, out, you're you know, off your or, or, And the mistake or, started two weeks ago, right? right? Yeah. Or, or the other team is just that much better right. than you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been in fights before, like my second fight with Chuck. All right. That, that, that was the 30-point loss. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lost that fight by a landslide. There was, you know, had that fight gone to a decision, there was no question that I was going to lose that fight. Was that fight, training? So. Was that Chuck? Was that was – that A little bit of both. I mean, obviously Chuck was really, really, uh, you know, shining. Then uh-huh. he, he's mm-hmm. peaking really well. And, you know, my training – my training went well. I can't blame it on that, but I didn't have the greatest mindset going into that fight, so I just didn't really perform as well as I think I could have, but he performed really, really well. Was so. that the greatest mindset? Was that Mike Tyson circa when he had the bald spot on top of his head? Was that personal <laughs> shit going on, or was no, that just no, no, you nothing, saying? No, nothing personal. Okay. I just, like, in that fight, 
I trained for like three months and I trained really, really hard. But my entire goal in that fight was to make sure that I would never get tired, to make sure that my cardio was, was, Hmm. you know, was dialed in perfectly. Mm -hmm. That's it. (laughs) I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to relate this to the question I'm going to ask you. I was in the sixth grade one time and I did something to this girl and she told me I'm going to get my brother to kick your ass. (laughs) I'm like, bring him. Well, I didn't know her brother was a ninth grader. And if you're in the sixth grade and you're fighting a ninth grader, you might as well be fighting a grown man. So he Mm -hmm. came and he told me, I'm going to beat your ass on Tuesday. So all weekend, I'm like, oh, shit, this motherfucker's going to kill me. <laughs> Long story short, I met him by the fucking flagpole, and he fucking wore me out. Funny part about it is, when he told me he's going to kick my ass, I said, okay. I went to the, to the lot, and I got some cinder blocks, and I'm working out with these cinder <laughs> oh, blocks. Because yeah. I'm going to gain 30 pounds in four days, yeah. right? Over I should have brought those cinder blocks and hit him yeah. in the face with them. There you go. Well, my, my question for you. What you should have done is had Kevin show up and take <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So in case you were wondering who Kevin is, Kevin is Keith's twin brother that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. I used to tell people I had a twin. Nice. Stop bringing a bullshit. <laughs> Anyhow, so my question for you is, what's it like preparing for somebody for three months, knowing their, their techniques, having to watch them in film, and then walking to that ring to fight them? Do you have to, do you have to hate that person? Do you have to, or, or is it just such a level of respect that this motherfucker showed up? You know what I mean? And then to walk to the ring, what are you feeling then? Um, what's going through your mind? You know, everybody's a little bit different there. Uh, Honestly, I mean, and every fight's a little bit different, I guess. Okay. So in that particular fight, like I said, I had trained, I, I got half a day off on Sunday. I trained six, six and a half days a week for three months okay. uh, for that fight. So really, for that fight, as I was walking to the cage, I was just thinking, finally, I can stop training. And when this fight's <laughs> over, I can relax. I don't, you know, I mean, I obviously, I, I care about winning and losing right. the fight, but I was like, I don't really care what happens here. I just, <laughs> just want to be done. I get to sleep in. Maybe have some ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, that's what it was. I was, you know, I, I was, I, I really was so physically beaten down that, that that's all I wanted. I was just like, man, I just want this to be over with so that I can not train anymore for a little while. It's that bad. Yeah. The training's that bad. It was, it was rough. So, that, that one was. They're not always that rough, but the guy that was helping me with that for that fight, it was it was hard. So when you when you go into that and you're, you're squared up in front of that other person, like I look at them and I'm like, ah, man, they must hate each other. They're staring at each that's other. That's what I would think. But yeah. then I'm also thinking, or are they just staring and checked out and in their mind going through – a technique, a pattern, r- trying to remember what, how their opponent typically starts out. I mean, what's what's that? Everybody's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nick and Nate Diaz appear to really hate their opponent. Yeah. Um, some people don't care. Some people enjoy fighting. I mean, mm-hmm. I enjoy That's fighting. You, yep. you know, um, I'm not angry at all. In fact, I'm still, I, I still am a little intimidated and nervous when I fight. Like so. My mindset so you're is human is what yeah, you are. I, mean, I would nervous. be too. Yeah. But I mean, like the way I look at it is once once the referee says go and like that gate drops, so to speak, then it doesn't matter how I feel. That guy's coming to hurt me and yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to have to do whatever I'm going to have right, to yeah. do to get away, you know, to, to, to win the fight. Um, so... It doesn't matter how I feel. I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of times w- in my in my career where I'm standing backstage waiting to go out, and I'm looking around thinking, like, 
how can I trip and hurt myself so that I could get out of this? You know, yeah. if I trip and fall, I mean, you know, I wish I could go back two months and change this mm-hmm. or that or whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm. I, that's brutal honesty. I like that. Yeah, man. and but then but once the referee says go, I'm like, fuck it, here we go. This is all I got. You know, this all, is what I am. All I got to do is put my hands up and walk forward. And as soon as that guy gets close enough to me, he's going to take a swing at me. And there we it's go. Game on. Yeah, yeah and exactly. He's going to kick it. So, do you, are you still active? Do you still fight? Are you preparing for anything? I, I'm not preparing for anything right now. I haven't fought in a couple of years. I, I the 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 retirement's hard. I don't. I haven't declared my retirement yet, and I don't know if I'm going to. I'm still healthy. I would like to fight again, but I've got a lot of other things on my plate. And <clears throat> and training real hard again for a fight is like slipping down the ladder okay. of priorities. Mm-hmm. priorities. So, All right. Well, then let me ask you this question. So you fought Liddell twice. Silva once. You've, you've had like almost 200 pro fights or yeah. 200? Yeah, about 170, I think. I right, we'll call it 200. I'll call it 200. And Sonnen three times. Yeah. Now, I've heard Sonnen talk. His voice irritates the hell out of me. <laughs> and I'm only saying this because you're here. And if he comes after me, I'll, you know, hey, hey, you know, tell me, Jeremy, help me. Um, <laughs> does there anybody out there that, that irritates you? Anybody like you don't like on a personal level? Now, you say you don't hate your opponents, but not everybody likes everybody. Have you fought anybody where you're just like, I can't stand this fucking guy? Yeah, there's a couple. For the most part, everybody in the sport's pretty cool, but there's a, there's a few people out there that I don't like. Have you fought them? Yes. Okay, did you make them pay for that? Yes. Very good. Uh, I, I, I was going to ask something kind of along those lines. So, um, you know, I see, I'm not huge into, into the sport, obviously, you know, uh, but I see these guys walk around with their girl or their little entourage. They've got the... The MMA stuff on. They talk. American they, fighter in a white black yeah. brim hat. And they, yeah. they talk shit and they walk around. And they're puffed up everywhere. And just like, you know, I don't fight. Uh, I run. But I can still probably kick his ass. Right. You know, at least in my head, that's what I'm thinking. So bring it on. So do you see those guys? Do they ever, I mean, you ever have issues? I mean, you're pretty well known in the, in that in those circles. So it's I'm sure it's a little different than me. But is that something where, you, you know, you, you're like, man, just shut up or I'll just beat your ass right here um <laughs> you know, no not, or, not really or do, they, or do they have you ever been approached and they're like you know puffing up to you and just like you don't well, know what you're doing so I, i'm a, i'm a bit of a hermit i don't really go out in public much mm-hmm. so i don't really i'm not in those scenarios very often so like i don't i don't really go to bars i don't i'm so glad you said that you know i'm i'm at the gym or i'm at home or i'm at the shooting range it's actually the shooting range oh yeah I'm a Guns? Fanatic, yeah, I'm a fanatical shooter. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to get to that. So that 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 leads into something I was gonna talk about. That's smart of you mm-hmm. because you know what you can do. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and people all the time these these guys now with these eagles and shit. You have again the alert warnings. You have the cauliflower <laughs> ears. So mm-hmm. somebody may bump into you at a, if you went to a bar or at the mall. Mm-hmm. They bump into you and they look. I would look at you and be like. Fuck! You know what? I mean? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, baby, he wants to see your titties. Show the man your titties, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, you go so to if that, you went to a bar. Inevitably, we've discussed this. Yeah, you bump into somebody. Everybody's just, tough now because it's, yeah. you know it's what I mean? packed. You bump into them. They go, "Whoa, what's your problem?" Yeah, no, they're not saying that to him. So no. when you get people like that to come into your to your to your gym, I'm sure you know you got this guy. You know, whatever happened to him in his life, but he's got you know. The starter kit, the fighter starter mm-hmm. kit. He's got yeah. the American fighter. He's got the flat brim hat. He's, you know, loud. He's stealing his grandma's prescription pills, whatever he's doing. <laughs> they come into your gym. Do you weed him out? Do you make him pay? Do you tell him um, deny him? No, I mean, I let anybody train, but I find that they generally weed themselves out. Okay. Uh, because training is hard. Yes. And, uh, so and you're not going all Cobra Kai and like nah. mercies for the week? <laughs> no. Nope. 
<laughs> no, just uh, I mean, I have had some people that come in with with kind of a shitty attitude, right. and I mean, they might get a slightly rougher treatment than the average guy. But for the most part, the training them itself will weed people out. You know, I mean, it's just it's not for everybody. You know, it's 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 hard work and it's not magic. So we talked to one of your fighters, um, Liam. Yes, and and he said it's the most humbling thing. Yep. Because you go, you train. I mean, people see the finished product when you walk into the, what is it, the, the octagon. Right. You walk into the octagon, people see the finished product. They don't see the, I'm so tired of training, I'm yeah. so tired of the go get my ass kicked by yep. a guy two weight classes ahead of me yep. because I'm training for this person. So it's a humbling thing. And if you can't accept that you're going to get your ass yep. kicked, it's hard for people. Yeah. How young do you take people? We have, we have kids programs at the gym. We have kids as five, six years old. So Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's one thing that a lot of people don't really understand is they, they kind of equate, and this is another topic we go on for several hours. Okay. Um, people seem to draw a line between what they see in an MMA fight versus what actually works in a street fight. Yeah. Well, and well, I was just going to say, I hate that. Yeah, and I don't know why. Star. Just, I mean, you, I think a lot of people still have that old stigmatism that, hey, um, MMA fighting, all the UFC, that it's street fighting. It's just guys out brawling. No. Just to kick each other's ass because it's fun. Well, no. So here, the thing is, it's it's the opposite of that. Um, people now, and I don't know what their motivation is, but I think it's because they're scared little bitches. But <laughs> <laughs> they look at, I mean, a fight's a fight, mm-hmm. right? If, if I punch you in the face, the result is going to be the same no matter what our purpose is. Even right. if I have a helmet on is what you're saying. So the motorcycle <laughs> helmet does me no good. Well, no. Like, Duly so, noted. I mean, <laughs> if, if we're in a bar fight and I punch you in the face or we're in an alley and you're trying to mug me and I punch you in the face or we're in the ring and we're both getting paid and I punch you in the face, the result is the same. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- probably less so if you're a professional fighter, you're more prepared for it. But people now have this idea that – Oh, those MMA fighters, that's just a sport. You know, what I do is I train for, for real self-defense. I can't, you know, I, there's no ring, there's no referee, and I fucking hate that mentality. Because what you're saying is— I can't is, believe somebody says that. I would oh, never oh, say that. It is, it is I'm a, happy there's a ref to get them off. It is a right. huge marketing ploy now because all of these pussies that, that want to teach martial arts and they, they hang their hat on this self-defense— idea that that we're training for real self-defense for street self-defense blah 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 you you know you don't have a referee to save you well i mean if i break your arm on this i mean if i get put you in an arm lock on the street and there's no referee to pull me off of you i break your arm right if you can't beat me with two good arms are you going to beat me with one no sir that's that's good Um, so yeah so I, i i can't stand it that people think that mma is now split from self-defense because now it's a sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and, yeah. and it's it's all a marketing ploy. It's because these people that can't fight their way out of a paper bag <laughs> are trying to teach people how to fight, but right. they don't want to get in the ring and prove it. Got it. Because now yeah. there's an arena to prove it. Got it, got it. Speaking of prove it, all right, so you have a couple of professional fighters coming out of your gym. You have Sean O'Connell, you have Josh Tyler, mm-hmm. Dave Allred, you have Liam O'Neal. Yep. How do you know when a fighter's ready? So you train these guys. You get somebody like a Dave Allred. He comes to you and says, I want to do this, all right? And maybe he's just training for life. Sure. How do you transfer from training for life to getting in the octagon and being paid for that shit? Nothing. You decide, hey, I want to give this a try. Okay. How do you know he's ready, though? Because it's your name's on it. This is out of your gym. Well, so uh, then it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. If you're mm-hmm. training at the gym, I don't care what you choose to do with it, mm-hmm. but you are training 
for a fight in the UFC, okay, basically. All right. You know, okay. all the technique is the same. Everything we do is the same. So you set everybody, or you give everybody the opportunity to set themselves up for <laughs> to do that whatever goal you want to do. With want. It. You know, you if you come to the gym, you are going to learn how to fight exactly the same way that Sean O'Connell learns how to fight when he goes into the UFC to fight. Mm. Mm. And even if all you do is you you want to do it because it's fun, it's good exercise, it's a great crowd of people. Yeah. You know, you burn some some aggression. And then you never get in a fight the rest of your life. Fine. You still know how. Right. Yeah. You know, you're still capable of doing it. So now if we have somebody that actually says, hey, I want to fight, well, now the training, we're going to ramp it up a little bit. It's going to get a little bit harder. Now the guys are mm-hmm. pushing you a little more. Okay. You know, like you said, you might have a guy that's a little more experienced than you, kind of beating you up a little bit, giving you the big brother treatment, right. pushing you, making sure <laughs> that you're ready, you know, to, to deal with the reality of getting into a fight. But that's... Totally an option for you if you don't want to do it. I mean, I have plenty of people that come to the gym and they work out hard and they hit the heavy bag and they hit the pad work, but they don't want to spar because mm-hmm. they don't they don't want to get hit in the face. So, so don't. Well, I, I was kidding. You know, <laughs> well, I, mean, I should the opportunity that, yeah. arise and somebody tries to mug you, you're going to step up you and crack them. Sure. You're going to know how to do it. So I I've been in a few fights, very limited in my life, and I remember uh, they use the term seeing red. Mm-hmm. You know, I get pissed, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Next thing I know, I'm hitting people I shouldn't or doing whatever. <laughs> so how do you go from that to now it's controlled and you are you don't black out? You don't, or does that ever happen in yeah. a fight? I mean, um, It shouldn't. It does happen, and a lot of times it leads to a loss. Because um, you just kind of lose just, control, it's training, right? Yeah, and, and that's, that's, that's totally an emotional response. Yeah. And for the most part, you need to remove emotion from... Wow. A fight yeah. as much as you can. And again, some people, again, everybody's a little bit different. So clearly, um, like guys like Nick and Nate Diaz, okay. you know, I, I always use them as an example because they're very, they uh, run high and high. Yeah, you can tell those guys are emotional. Okay. Those guys are pissed off. And for that moment of that fight, they hate their opponent yes. with a fire. You cannot uh, understand. Mm-hmm. Other people don't. Other people are just calm and cool. And I'm just, I'm just basically playing a very physically rough game. Okay. Everybody's a little different emotionally, but getting angry to the point where you can't control yourself is not good for anybody. So you've got to learn to temper your emotions, either get rid of them completely or bring them under control the way the Diaz brothers have to use it you for know, your benefit. Benefit, yeah, mm-hmm. to your benefit. Um, I've seen plenty of people that run out there and lose their mind emotionally, and, and sometimes they win and sometimes they lose. Um, Cause, you know, because I I remember at least for me, you know, that happens. I get hit or something, and then I go crazy. Yeah. I I imagine my arms are just flailing. I, I, whatever's it, it's hitting, it's hitting. Yep. And somebody comes from the side and takes me out. It would be done. You know. <laughs> well, so <laughs> we're talking school fight, so it doesn't count. But, Is this people you know, that are making your cake shrub by stomping around in the house? Yeah. Or oh, they tell me they don't start. like my cupcakes. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a violent activity. Start throwing them. What's the better attribute to have for you? So you get a guy in your gym. Say he's the strongest guy you ever had. And you got another guy in your gym. Say he's the quickest guy you ever had. They're both the same weight class. What's going to be more conducive to winning fights? Speed or strength? Which one's smarter? Hmm. Oh, okay. That goes back to that Bruce Lee shit. That go- yeah, that really is. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not like a high-level athlete, um, <laughs> but, I, but I think I have a good brain for fighting. Like, uh-huh. Things just click for me. I understand things easily. Not everything, but fighting oriented things. Um, and that to me is really one of the biggest things is, is how well do you understand concepts? How well can you, um, you know, kind of think outside of the box, so to speak. 
strength is good, speed is good, you know, all, but all of that can be taught. And even if you don't have the most of it, there's a, there's a style for you that we can work around. Okay. If you're smart enough and if you're, you know, committed enough to, to learn it, to put the okay. time in. So. Which brings me to my next question. If I came to you and I said, I, I, I just, uh, well, you, you're, you're, you're an older fighter now. You've been fighting 30 years? Yeah. 30 close. years. What stays wow. with you? Because the hand speed's going to slow down. The foot speed's going to slow down. Is it, is it wrestling? Is it, is it, is it kicking? What, what, what is always going to be with you? If I came to you and I said, I want to be able to fight until I'm 80, what style of fighting would you teach a person? Jiu-jitsu, but I would teach them to be smart. That's, okay. that's the thing. Technique never leaves. Mm-hmm. You know, speed leaves, strength leaves. Although, you know, you guys have heard old man strength. Yeah. Right. Strength leaves yeah. last. I think your speed goes first. Your reactions go first. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, jujitsu doesn't really need fast, you know, you don't need to be a super high it's level athlete. Yeah, it's is more that, technique and, and strategy. Is that the Gracies? Uh, yeah, they, they are one of the more prominent ones. Um, but, yeah. All right. We, we sat here and you brought up getting mugged a couple of times. Nobody's ever tried to mug you. Please tell me no. No. Okay, I just didn't want to know if he had some bodies buried out in the desert somewhere. Have you ever wandered down at night? You go to a movie or something and just thought, maybe maybe in your younger days, you know, you're walking, just, somebody mug me. Just <laughs> no, I've, I've had a bad day or I spent 10 bucks on a shitty movie. <laughs> just somebody. I want to pretend I'm Batman. I don't know. Just somebody, please. Uh, no, I... Uh... Do you worry about that? Like, if somebody ever did and I do, it, I, I imagine you have enough constraint to... To back it off when you need to and, and recognize that, but I mean, have you ever you ever wondered if I have to, it's going to go bad, and I don't want to be put in that situation? Don't make um, me angry. Yeah, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. No, that thing, no. right? So, yeah. Again, like I said, I'm not. I'm I'm kind of a hermit. I don't go out in public very often. I don't. I mean, you got to go to the movies. Yeah, but that'd probably be the worst of it. Is you know, I'm walking out of a movie at 11 at night, but still, I mean, it's a... Well, you don't even have to walk out now. The homes guy in Colorado, I think about that shit when I go to the movies mm-hmm. now. You know, the guy that shot up the movie theater. Yeah. Do you, I mean, and, and this will bring us into the shooting. You say you shoot. Do you think about that exits and, and this and this guy here? Yeah, what? I think about that stuff all the time. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, you've heard the phrase, you know, just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean they're not after me. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a little, I mean, I guess I'm a little paranoid, but I mean, I would just consider it prepared. All right. So, so yeah, you, I think about that kind of stuff all the time. I look around, I try to be aware of my surroundings. Right. Um, I think that's the number one thing you can do to not get stuck in those situations. I mean, obviously right. some lunatic running into a movie theater with a gun, you can't. You, you can't, can't think your way it. out of that. There's there's no planning that could prepare you for right. that. But like I I will never get blindsided walking out of a restaurant. I'll never get attacked, you know, when I'm leaving my gym at night or something because I look around. I'm aware of what's around me and who's around me. You know, I'm the guy that sits with my back to the wall yes. in a restaurant mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's just it's just part of how I think and how I look at the world as often as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, so you shoot competitively. Yeah. Handguns, rifles? Uh, a little of both. Um, I'm more of a handgun guy, but I do compete in uh, three-gun, which is uh, pistol, rifle, shotgun. So Speed, accuracy, distance, it's, all that shit. I'm not great at long distance. Um, I don't know. Maybe I drink too many Monster Energy drinks, so I'm a little shaky. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so um, the the competitions are typically a, it's a combination of accuracy and speed. I mean, obviously, all the shooting sports originally started with a desire to train to get better at self-defense shooting mm-hmm. and they you know they've kind of spiraled off into more more game oriented than self-defense but it's still the same thing 
I need to be as fast as I possibly can with acceptable accuracy. Okay. And acceptable accuracy changes depending on the rules of the game, but usually there's, you know, there'll be like what they call the A zone, which is it's about a, a 12 by 6 inch box mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and then, you know, a C zone outside of that. So the better, the more accurate you are, the higher your score is, you know, kind of divided by how fast you can do it. So, yeah. Jeremy, all right. You seen the movie The Purge? Yes. Is that what you're training for? You can fuck people up. You got a fucking gun. Now let's get let's get to your girl Jen. Right? Uh, yeah. She can fight. Um word is she chokes out Navy SEALs and shit. She fought at 140 pounds. Uh she did. She fought at 135 and 125 when she was fighting. So so you got her? Yeah. All right, and if, like, say me and Wood came up to fucking mug you, I don't even think you'd get your hands there. You'd just stick her on us, and she'd fuck us up. So you got her, you got your fucking gun, you got the cauliflower ears, and then you got the three Dodsons. Now, the Dodsons, do they turn into fucking Transformers and become one big dog? They do, they do. Or do they two jump on the eyes and one jump on the throat? What the fuck you got going on here? They they, they attack as a gang. Okay, all right, so they're prepared as well. Yes. So the purge, in your mind, is going to happen, and you're not the one. It's not going to be me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be a victim, that's for sure. I mean, you know, this is something that a lot of people, obviously it's a pretty touchy subject with what's going on in the in the world yeah, today. sure. But, like, the, you know, I like guns. I like to shoot. It is fun. Good. But there is also the element of, of self-defense, and, and right. like, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm not crazy enough to think that every single time I walk out the door, today's the day I'm going to, you know, I'm going to need to do this, but... I mean, I like shooting. Okay. Yeah. So it, I mean, it it kind of overlaps. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, you know. So how do you? Um, I guess just kind of go back because I see shooting sometimes, especially uh, controlled uh, sport shooting. Um, and that's why I run. I have some other hobbies. I do that to put what my job is behind for a minute and relax. Jerking off is not a hobby. It is a hobby. <laughs> that's an, as long as you don't go over 62 times in a day. Oh, okay. We've discussed this. <laughs> okay. So is, is shooting for you something that kind of helps you relax from your day-to-day thing? Is it something that – or is it just it's a hobby and you just do it because you do it? I, 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 my day-to-day does not cause me to need to relax. Okay. I mean, I, I enjoy my life. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, <laughs> I don't, you don't need a vacation when you love your job. That's true. So, yeah. I mean, so you I don't run high all day working no. to go out shooting and relax. I'm, it's nope. just part of your day. Yep. So I just, I, I enjoy doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty mellow, you know. I love my life. That's good, man. <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. Not a lot of people can say that. I, I, I want to go back to Jen. How, how many fights has she had? She had 15 fights. She retired at 13 and two. How long you guys been together? Fifteen years. Arguments? Are they like Mr. and Mrs. Smith? That scene? Because <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. First one to get one in a leg lock or an arm bar wins it's the argument. A, okay, honey, yeah, I'll paint the living room. No, early, early on, we used to train together a lot. Obviously, she's quite a bit smaller than me, uh, but she's she's tough as hell and she's very very stubborn. Uh, so yeah, we trained she together a right quite to a bit be. back she in the day. Yeah. But uh, she doesn't train so much anymore. She had a, had some neck problems, uh, like a herniated or bulging disc, or I'm not sure how severe it was. I'm not sure which is the right term. But she had a bad neck for a while, so she doesn't train anymore. That's why she had to retire from fighting, too. Okay. So the, the world was happy because she was doing her thing. 13 and 2, that's, that's a hell of a oh, record. She, yeah. she was ranked number one at 135 and 125 for a while. Unfortunately, like me, she was kind of in the sport before there was money. And she was in the sport before really there were any girls in the sport. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's, so, that's 
that's relatively new. Speaking, yeah, uh, yeah. females in it, and like if she were if she were in the sport today, she would be in the UFC and she would be a champion. Does she? But, does, so does her having to retire after thirteen and two? Does, does she miss it? Does she wish she was back in it? Or is she good um, where she's at? I don't know. I mean, you know, she she was especially since she was kind of in the in the early stages of it. Yeah. Now she's looking like. I could be part of what that is now. I think maybe so. I mean, we've never really talked about it, but I hear the way she she talks about it sometimes, and I think maybe she she regrets. You know, I mean, you can't really say regret because it's not something she chose to do, but right, she wishes that she had benefited more from the hard work that she did. Sure, right? Because because you, you, I mean, you started out when it was you know the barns and stuff, yeah. and now you've come up and you're here. And so you've lived through all of it. Yeah. And now you have your gym and you see those guys you help participate in all that, right? Yeah. So I can imagine she kind of yeah. you know, wishes she had that same. You know, yeah, she was, like I said, she was the number one ranked girl for a long time and, and nobody would fight her. But she was a single mother with two boys and a full-time job. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're making, you know, $200 a fight yeah. every same. six months right. training your ass off and you've got a bad neck – doesn't balance. You know, yeah. Side. She's yeah. like, I just can't fight anymore. I got a family to raise. I've got a job. My neck is bad. There's not enough money in fighting. Nobody will fight me. Uh, so she eventually had to retire. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years, the sport explodes. And now, you know, there's women in it making good money. Yeah. And, you know. Born too early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I picture you guys sleeping with the front door open and like, $300 sitting on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> Couple just, of fives over here to draw them in and yeah. like $300. You got $300 for me? <laughs> <laughs> just have a have a big TV sitting there just yeah. unplugged. Did you guys watch the uh, Andre the Giant special on H- HBO? I haven't oh. seen that yet. You haven't yet. seen it? Have you uh, heard about it? Yes, I know about it. I, I haven't watched it. Tiger Woods has Andre the Giant's teeth. Andre the Giant, <laughs> his teeth are this fucking big. And then you look at Tiger Woods and his teeth are the size of a fucking briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> Andre, I, I don't know why that just popped into my head because I guess we're talking about wrestling and so forth. <laughs> but he's got the smallest fucking teeth. Yeah. Nice guy, though. Yeah. Right. I, I've heard nothing but good about that documentary. Yeah, it's really and good. Going back to those days, uh, older wrestling, Diamond Dallas Page, you know who he wrestled with? Carmelo. Damn, I knew his bad. And Dennis Rodman. Yeah, yeah he wrestled yeah. against Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Wasn't it Dennis Rodman and, and Macho Man? Or, or yeah. No, 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 no. It was uh, Hulk Hogan, wasn't it? No, I don't think it was Hulk. I think it was Macho Man. Macho Man. Right. And, but and, either way, uh, uh, Diamond Dallas set it up, and Carmelo was with him. And uh, being a jazz fan, I remember that was 1998, I believe it was, uh, right around the time of the finals. And so they set it up that Carmelo wins. So I'm thinking, yeah, this is our year. We're bringing it home. <laughs> They lost, assholes. <laughs> What's up with your boy Conor McGregor, man? What, what was that last week? Man, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've got my own <laughs> ideas about it, but I don't know what's going on. He's a lunatic. Was it staged? Because I, I have people saying it was staged. You know, you, you hear that? I don't think it was because he took a dolly and threw it through a fucking window. Yeah, it's, so yeah that's hard. You can't plan that. Stuff, no. Here's what I personally think happened, and this is totally just my speculation. Um he is an incredible promoter and marketer of himself, mm-hmm. right? So, and but he's also a fiery person that's a right. champion fighter, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, those are kind of in the same direction. You know, one of them is like totally fake, just trying to market myself. Right. The other is, I'm a fighter and I'm a hothead and I will whip your ass, okay. you know? So they're moving in the same direction, but one of them is sincere, I guess, and mm-hmm. one of them is just showmanship. Okay. Uh, like like the, uh, before the uh, the fight, 
uh, a few months ago is I felt like a lot of that was showmanship, you yes. know, screaming with uh, uh, Floyd. Yes, yeah. yeah, you know, he's up, he's up at, at the press conferences, right? Talking exactly. Shit, just going. Did you think he guy. had an honest chance to win that fight? No. Okay. Not a chance. Okay. Do you think Floyd let him drug him on a Floyd little bit for the money? Him absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely carried him. You end that in one or two rounds. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, they, and Floyd said later, he didn't say I carried him, but he basically said, look, you guys paid for a fight. You you got to fight. Yeah. You know. Uh, but so here's what I think happened. So there, obviously there's some problems between the two camps of, of people fighting back and forth. Mm-hmm. Connor heard that one of his friends, something had happened. So the marketer in him said, hey, I'm going to throw some friends on a plane. We're going to fly in there. We're going to interrupt this press conference. It would be great for marketing. Keep my name relevant. Okay. Yeah. I could see yeah. So he, he goes over there. And I, you guys hear kind of the details of how all that happened? Yeah. So he wanted to go in there. He, he, wanted he to go missed in the press conference, right? And they, they, Well, so he missed it because the security at the arena said, no, you can't come in. He uh, thought he would just rush in. Because he's Conor McGregor. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And they wouldn't let him in. So now he's stuck outside. And he's like, well, fuck, what do I do now? I just flew all the way across the world to 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 get my face out there and be seen. Okay, what do I down. do now? I can't, I can't just tuck my tail now and go home. Right. And he is pissed, you know, marketer and, and fighter are kind of battling. So then he's like, well, we'll go down here and we'll, we'll attack them when they're getting on the bus, you know, maybe sincere, maybe just going to show whatever, but he's got to do something. Right. Yeah. Flew 20 guys all the way from Ireland. He's got to do something. You can't just go. I can't come in. Okay. I guess we'll go. Got a climax. Yeah. 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 Same thing. So then he goes down there, and they're still not letting him get around. And he's like, well, f- you know, there's got to be some resolution to this. And now he's thinking, well, I'll just pick up this shit, and I'll throw shit at the bus. <laughs> the guy's a multimillionaire. I'm sure yeah. he doesn't care. I'm going to pick up this dolly. I'm going to throw it at the bus. Maybe I break some windows. And scratch. I ready to check. I, yeah, I'll buy a new bus. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I don't know if he was actually thinking this, but this is kind of the way I would rationalize this. Uh-huh. Because then he can he can throw shit at the bus. He can then he can go home and say, yeah, those pussies wouldn't get out of the bus. Right. Yeah. And he can kind of he can build it up. It's he can a market reasonable himself, yeah. stopping point. Okay. Then it got out of hand. I didn't that, know the it, cops were going to show up. As he I get didn't out. know this was going to go through the window and actually hurt somebody. Okay. I don't think he intended to hurt anybody. This is totally my speculation. I could be completely off. I think he went up there to make a show, and he was sincerely pissed. Mm-hmm. But he went up there to make a show, and and. Uh, and it got out of hand, and he couldn't find a relevant stopping point to say, okay, now I'm done. I'm not going to go any further. Because you're be, invested now. Exactly. Keep going. Yeah. You're invested. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good word for it. Yeah, he, he's committed now. But I don't think he intended to hurt people. I, I I mean, those buses are usually pretty hearty, and I don't – I mean, you guys see the video? Yes. He took that dolly and he went right through the window. Yeah. No problem. I would have expected <laughs> that those windows are like like plexiglass, bulletproof, whatever. To something, bounce back. Something, yeah. 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 So Probably the same thing he expected. He's like, like, oh, shit. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but at that point, now he's he's fired up. He's angry. He's kind of getting, getting shut down at every turn. And so he's starting to care less and less. But yeah, I don't. I don't think he intended to hurt anybody. I think he wanted to make a show, uh, you know. Because he he he's big. Kinda, and he's big like that. Yeah. I mean, he goes big yeah. all the time. Yeah, perfect punch. You always hear this thing about a perfect punch. Yes. Is there such a thing? He, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on how what you what you. I got you a buddy says he was at a party. This is years ago. He said a fight broke out between his friends and another group, and he's standing by the sink eating top ramen. 
And <laughs> a dude comes over to want, you know, he wants to fight him. He says he punched him in the jaw. And the next thing he knew, he was sitting in the sink. He's, <laughs> he laughs. <laughs> he said he didn't feel the punch, but he knew he got hit. And he's looking around in the sink with the dishes in the sink going, how the fuck did I end up in the sink? <laughs> Is that the perfect punch? <laughs> well, I guess. I mean, lifted the man off his feet, put him in the sink. In the sink. <laughs> so I guess technically, yes, there is a perfect punch. Okay. Good technique, straight, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. You know, a technically perfect punch. But I think, I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what you're asking. I mean, uh, I, I see the perfect punch as the punch that's the most effective for what you're after. Okay. Right. And, right, and right. you go back to, like, I mean, baseball. A lot of home run hitters say when you hit the ball perfectly, you play baseball yeah. with, you don't even feel it hit the bat. Golfers, right. when you swing that, yes. you don't even feel it. A mm-hmm. punch is the same way. You hit somebody and you think you missed until oh, you see shit. him laying on the ground. Yeah. That's the oh. perfect punch. Yeah. That's there it is. Beautiful, man. <laughs> and when we talked to the other fighter, uh, Liam, he talked about fight movies. He told me to watch the fighter. Now, full disclosure, Brenda. I tried to watch The Fighter. I couldn't. The accent was just, Daniel Day-Lewis is just so good. And that British accent, I have a hard time with it. All right, so I didn't watch it. For you, what's the most realistic fight movie? Um, none. I can't really watch fight movies. N- none of them. So you overanalyze if once you start, you're like, no, no. Yeah, we Take his that. arm, right? That. That's yeah. bullshit. You can't get out of that. So when the movies go, go really off the deep end, like superhero movies, I can kind of suspend reality and enjoy mm-hmm. that. Okay, but, sure. But it's hard for me to watch any movie, like the Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a good story. But, I mean, you watch the fights in that, and you're like, no way. Not Rocky Three. And, you, Rocky Three, you're like, yeah, that happens. Which one was that? That's Cover Lane. Cover, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you, you watch these fights, and every single punch that is landed in those fights would be the fight ender. Every mm-hmm. one of them. Uh-huh. From either guy. Okay. Like, no, so these, I mean... <laughs> I, just, I can't watch so them. Like, nope, knockout nope, after knockout. Nope, 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 yeah, nope yeah. that can't happen. Nope, you need nope, to sleep nope. there and there yeah. and there and definitely there. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's hard. Um, honestly, I actually liked uh, the same thing. The movie, um, I think it was Warrior, The Warriors. It was From the 70s? Movie. No, no, not that one. Okay. I was going to say, whoa, that's good. I, I can't remember. It, it had uh, Tom Hardy in it. It, it was a newer MMA-themed movie. Okay. Uh, but that one did okay. I mean, gr- granted, you can't really make a movie um, about MMA because you've seen MMA. It's mostly grappling okay. or mm-hmm. two guys dance around until one guy lands a clean punch and the fight's over. Yeah. So those don't make for very good movies. Um, but I thought that one, maybe it was Warriors. It's Warrior. Warrior. 2011, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that one did okay because it portrayed, it was. I thought it was a decent movie and it also did an okay job of portraying MMA in a, in a, in a, they found a good line between a realistic fight and a, and a movie-friendly fight. Okay. All right, you're a humble dude, so you probably won't agree with this statement. But for my money, and like I said, I wasn't into MMA, it looked like farting on the head, whatever, but I knew you. <laughs> for my money, you can't tell the story of MMA without you. Well, thank Who you. Who plays you in the movie? Uh, man, I don't know. I never, I never thought about that. I guess it would depend on the era in my life. Early, let's, you, like, that's, let's, that's when you would, uh, say ten ten years ago. Wow, let's um, zip you back ten years. Who, I'm who, making a movie who, today. Who's you? Shit, you stumped me. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't even. I can't even think of somebody. No. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. 
I was I was looking for a, a comp. Uh, someone. Co- well, a I comp want to be an actor. I, so I thought you were going to say me, but uh, whatever you want, buddy. I mean, fuck. Yeah, well, I'm, sitting, I'm, I'm sitting right fucking here, man. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking right away. Like, who who do I look like? And then who you know who looks like me? Then I, I don't know. I can't I can't think of anybody. I'm yeah, just I, an average bald white guy. So I mean, I guess there's a lot of guys that if, can play that if, role. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it, in any era in my life, if you had to go back and substitute an actress, probably Brad Pitt. Usually, or Mark. Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> How do you want to look at the situation? Okay? Marky Mark, I'll take that too. You Ooh. love Tool. Yep. Allison Chains. Yep. System of a Down. Yep. Oh. Is that what you came into in 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 the ring? Is those fit you because those are always. Is that what you train to? Because they're always up. Even even Tool and Allison yeah. Chains slower music is pretty amped up, guitar driven. Yeah. And even though it's quote unquote slower, it's still got so much. Meaning behind it, right? Yes. Lyrics it brings you. Did you yeah. always enter to those? Um, for the most part, a lot of times. Uh, so you think about that, like leading up to the fight, a couple of weeks out from the fight. You know, people think about what they want. I, I never really thought about it too much, but then, like the day of the fight, the, the day of weigh-ins. Now I'm not focused on that anymore. I'm thinking about the fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times I never really picked the music that I that I used. I, I used uh, Tool or Alice in Chains a, a couple of times. Um, but, yeah, it just like a month out from the fight, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it later. The day of the fight, I'm like, it's too late. I don't care. I'm focused about <laughs> something else. So I, I didn't really pick my music that often. Is there – so I a lot of – and when we went to Liam's fight, uh, it, uh, that's been a year ago. Isn't yeah, it? was that the one up at the the fairgrounds? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see a lot of the fighters. You know, they're 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 focused and they're they're you know getting their head right. I guess you say a lot of them have headphones on or something in there. I mean, was that something you do that you know you put in that music? Not necessarily listen, I guess, but to feel it and just kind of push out. Um, yeah, I, I did at times. Uh, it. it I've gone through a lot of different phases in my, in my career. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes I, I didn't need music. I mean, I was excited and happy to go to the fight. So sure. like I'm, I, I'm focused on the moment now, you so, know, a lot of times music is like, l- l- take me away from the moment now. Cause I want to focus on the music, okay. you know? Um, whereas, you know, sometimes I don't want to be taken away from the moment. I sure. want to, you know, so how do you, how do you get your mind, so, especially this one at the fairgrounds, right? They bring the fighters in from somewhere, and they're kind of waiting, but they're not far from the crowd. And right. so, you know, there's a lot of, especially if they have friends there, people are trying to come up. And, and for the most part, security or, or whoever they were were just, you know, hey, leave them alone, back them off. But in my mind, I'm seeing my friends there, and I'm like, hey, you know, what's up? Like They don't even see you. No, they don't. No, and they're like focused, smoke. but yep. so you're not listening. How do you how do you put your mind? I mean, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about your opponent? What 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 do you put in your mind to push that all out? Or is it just natural because you're there for a fight? Um, uh, everybody's different. You know, like I said, I've said before. I mean, me personally, I've gone through about every single phase and position you can think of. Mm-hmm. There's 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 sometimes where I'm standing back there and I'm thinking, you know. I wonder if I can trip myself and fall down. <laughs> That's crazy <laughs> that you think that. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering if anybody would notice if I intentionally fall down and hit my head and get cut, so I can't, so I can't go. Jeremy, out there. Is, is I don't know if this is in your lexicon, but is is that fear? Is that fuck this? Is that you? You know what I mean? Because I, I want to be honest with you. I've been there playing ball. You're like, 
You're like, yeah, Fuck, I just, this ankle doesn't hurt that bad, but this guy's busting my ass. I want to go sit yeah. down for a little bit, so yeah. it hurts now. Yeah, you baseball. Know what I mean? Every Absolutely. once in a while, so, I'd, I'd hope for a rain delay. I'm like, yeah, right. Just so, start raining. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I, I don't want to say it's fear, but what is that for you? Um, performance anxiety, maybe. Okay. I mean, so that, that's the other thing, and then never in in any one of my fights ever have I been scared of getting hurt. Never. You had an older brother kicking your ass. Yeah, like I mean, on I'm a regular. No matter what hurt. happens, no, uh, without question, one hundred percent of the time, there was nobody out there that that could fight, that that could that I could fight, that I couldn't, at the very least, defend myself from. Mm. Even if all I do is curl up in a ball on the ground and try not to die, that's how I'd fight you. But <laughs> that's what I would do. There's 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 nobody that could. I mean, now maybe I I can't win every fight certainly. And there's a there's a lot of guys out there where I'm I'm gonna get beat up pretty good, okay. but I'm gonna walk out of the ring, um, and I'm gonna go home the next day. You okay. know, there, there's nobody that can hurt me so badly that that I'm scared to fight them because I'm going to the hospital and I'm gonna be in you know <laughs> right right. It's just not gonna happen. So for me, the only anxiety is, you know, can I win? Can I do well? Will I look good? Am I going to execute the techniques as well as I know I'm capable of? You know, it's all just performance anxiety. Like, I want to go out there and do well. Sense. Like, getting hurt is so far down the list, it's, it's, no. It's Arrogance aside, are you the best fighter at your gym? Um, or the most, I, I'm going to say you're most experienced. Yeah. 200 pro fights, but, yeah. but does that make you the best fighter? Does everybody come to you, hey, Jeremy, I'm having a problem with this technique, and you show them, or? That's a, that's. They do, but that's an interesting question because I think you, you guys both, like you said, you played baseball mm-hmm. and you played basketball. Mm-hmm. So you know every time after every game, you look back and you go, ah, I could have done this better. I could have mm-hmm. done that better. You're capable of doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So by that standard, like you you could do better. So are, are you better? Like let's say in the gym, in training – on a scale of one to ten, you are a nine. Okay. Okay. But then you go into the fight and you perform at a six. Are are you a nine or are you a six? Right. Mm-hmm. Technically, you're a nine. Right. But the performance drags you down and you're a six. So to 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 ask if I'm the best fighter is hard to answer because there are guys at my gym that I am better than. Mm-hmm. But when they go into the fight, they perform closer to their potential than I have. Got it. So, they rise to the occasion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that everybody struggles with is being able to do what you're capable in training in the fight. Okay. And that comes down to your mental confidence and your, and your you know. I, I ask that because training somebody, I mean, they talk about Larry Bird, he was a good coach, but he would get frustrated because... People couldn't do what he could do. Right. Magic, Michael. People get so Isaiah Thomas was a great, great, great point player, guard. but you get frustrated. Best so point you're guard. sitting there and you're going, the fucking arm is right there, yeah. taking yeah. and you're yelling at me. He just doesn't see it. So yep. I, I wonder if you get frustrated sometimes when because for you, it's so easy. If you yeah. were in that same predicament, you'd be like, it's right fucking there. Dude, yeah. get it. Um Yeah. Yeah, I definitely get frustrated that in that way sometimes. But a lot of times, I mean, I obviously I'm not like Michael Jordan or or some of these guys that that have they've got some physical talents and gifts that that I don't or that other people don't. I don't have any physical talents that somebody else 
doesn't have. I've got a brain that understands fighting. Okay. And I can give that information to anybody. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter who you are. I can give you the knowledge that I have and you can be as good as me if you can mentally stay calm and do what you know is right. All and right. So, so is, is a good fighter a good trainer? Uh, no, not always. Because I imagine it to be the same. Like, in my mind, I know how to do this, but I don't know how to translate that to you. Right. To be able to say, listen, this is how you need to do it. And right. this is why and, and when and all that. So I imagine there are guys that they train and they might train, or I'm sorry, perform at that nine. But when they you say, hey, go talk to this person and tell them how to do it. Now they're performing at a three. Right. You know? Um, so, that I mean, those exist. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Um, I have always tried to teach people um, from the most like intelligent and analytical position that I can come from. So obviously there's guys, you know, how do you, if you're, if you're teaching somebody how to, how to shoot a, a three pointer, okay. how, how in depth can you explain that to them? Right. Um, you, I wasn't a great three point shooter, so that's a bad analogy, but <laughs> I see where you're going. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, do you put your hands here and throw it here? No, you put one behind the ball, you know, and, but how deep down that rabbit hole can you go? Right. There's only yeah. so much before you got to go, look, just shoot a thousand of them. Till it feels good yeah. to you. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, <laughs> where, where fighting is not like that. You know, I can tell you, like, if you're throwing the ball underhand, you know, granny style, uh-huh. <laughs> I can take you and go, no, no, no. Let's do it like this. You're way off, right? And you'll get better. Right. I can do that in jujitsu. I can do that in fighting because there, to me at least, there is a specific way to do things right. And if you do it right, it will work. Period. Okay. Whereas in basketball, you can do it right and maybe still not make the ball, make yes. the shot. Okay. Did your mother watch you fight? Has she ever watched you fight? She has. Yeah, she watched me fight uh, when I was in Omaha a lot. Uh-huh. So when how I was back there. Did... Supportive, like you know, she's not like, like taking each punch with you. She's nah, whatever. So. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. So I said, I mean, she she watched it. me get my ass kicked by my older brothers for years. So I'm <laughs> okay, sure that's she, enough, she boys. Know, yeah, yeah right. she knows. Uh, You're she's like, damn about time, I, lady. I, I had a I had a really fucked up upbringing, as in as most fighters do. But I think mine was a little worse than most. My fucked mom, up. My mom. I don't know. I think she probably had a few nervous breakdowns. She a single mother raising four boys. Yeah. Raised poor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Real Black poor. and white TV poor? Yeah. Like, so I had two older brothers. Mm-hmm. I got like second generation hand me downs. Hand me down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I know that style, man. All right. Well, on a positive note, fighting's taking you all over the world. You've been yeah. Japan. You've been, where, yeah. where else have you been? Uh, pretty much every country Everywhere. in the world. Yeah. Have you ever used a bidet? When you went to France, did you use a bidet? <laughs> no, a bidet makes they, sense. They had them in Japan, but it's kind of creepy. You wouldn't use it? No, it makes God. sense. So here you are. It, it kind of makes if sense. If you had man. shit anywhere else on your body, wiping it off with a dry piece of paper is not enough. You that's, get in the shower. That's you good got point. shit on your arm right now, you jump in the shower, right? <laughs> but you got in your ass, oh, I can wipe it and it's fine. Well, yeah. I would love to use a bidet. But for, uh, they would, for me, you'd need a bidet that was like a fire hose strength. It is. Because this little trickle of water ain't gonna do anything but well, smear shit around. Yeah, so that's, that's the thing for me. Like, I just, I mean, if we're gonna go that route, then I'm just gonna get in the shower. 
Yeah. Like, it, I don't want to just, a stream of water is not going to help because I can't see it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, and then if all I stand up is, too quick, it's going to do is make it wet. So I might <laughs> as well just get in the shower and, and get it done, you know? I, I would I, use the damn bidet. <laughs> I, I would use it. I would use it just to say I used it, but I wouldn't use it on nah. the regular because it's going to do nothing. Did you guys see the cruise ship? These people paid for a cruise and they, they get out in the middle of the ocean and they start doing construction on the cruise. You guys uh, haven't seen this? No, huh. I'm talking jackhammer. I'm talking oh, wow. saws. No. I'm talking all hours a day. They're shutting down parts of the nope. boat. You haven't seen this? That's something that I, I would think even you w- would would freak out. You know, well, you walk out with the ears and they'd be like, okay, we'll stop. They'd probably yeah. throw all this shit in the ocean. <laughs> hey guys, we're partying <laughs> with you guys. Down a little bit for me. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm quieting. <laughs> awesome, man. No, you know? I didn't see, why would you do that? Yeah, that's that's really bad timing. I wonder if they gave everybody like discounts on their trip or they, something. I would expect a free cruise after that. Well, I would expect Honestly. my money back and a free cruise right. for the next one. But I think they just offered them a free cruise and they wouldn't refund them on that one, which I don't want to go again because you didn't take care of me this time. Yeah, yeah. no shit. I asked the last fight we had on, once again, your boy Liam. The human body. Um, you, people get in a fight, and this is me. I just treat like... I'm going to put you in the head. I'm going to put you in the face. You know, that's like, that's not how you see the body. How do you see the human body? Like your breakdown, your knees, ankles, you know. You look at it and you and you see your opponent and you're just like, okay, chop them down. Say you were to fight somebody, what are you, 6'4", 6'3"? 6'2", 6'3". So you're going to fight somebody 6'8". How do you look at that person? Obviously, punching them in the head, you're not going to have all your power there to get there. Right. Where do you start? Take him down. Just jump on him and just... Pretty much, Yeah. Charge I mean, head if, down? Yeah, well, not that, not quite that <laughs> fundamental. But yeah, okay. just take him down, tackle him. <laughs> yeah, that's that. yeah. But that's the thing when when people are on the ground, height doesn't matter. Right. And when you're on the ground, everybody's only that tall. So that's terrifying to me, man. Yeah. Like seriously, I've never about it, but, up? but you're right. Yeah, they, it doesn't matter how tall you are vertically when you're horizontal. It's all yep. It's all the same. All right. So your gym. Yeah. Are you taking new students? Always. Oh, you're not to capacity, or no, you just never. have room for everybody. How we many room teachers do you have? Um, I teach most of the classes. I've got uh, a couple of guys that help me uh, that teach other classes. Um, we, we've got like a traditional Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu program with a gi. Uh-huh. Uh, Tony Ventrano teaches that. I've got a couple of guys that f- help fill in, and then uh, I've got a couple of guys that help teach a kids class for me as well. But I was going to ask about your kids class because uh, uh, I've got a couple of them. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you don't so, listen to the show, do you? Listen to the show. No. You don't you never li- What has I don't know, how many kids do you claim on your taxes? Fifty six, I think that's the limit they give you. Wood's got about eighteen kids. Nice. Probably yeah. out in the car waiting for him right now. Bring them all in. Okay. <laughs> so you, you say you start at age five, right? Yep. Um what what's a what's a training schedule like for kids? I mean, as much as like the parent wants to bring them in once a week, once a month. How do you, how do you um, typically it, do it? It's as much as the parent wants them to be there. We have practice Monday through Thursday and Saturday for the kids. Okay. So most parents most parents are there, are there pretty regularly, three or four days a week. Okay. So. All right. Now, can anybody walk in there? Or do, yep. All right, well, you say, yep, yeah, but you talk a lot about mental mindset. So you get the dude coming in there with his pants sagging down and this, that, and the other. Do you pull people over and have a mental conversation with them first? Nope. This is how we do stuff? Or, yeah, keep your pants down. We're going to fuck you up when it's this time. Do you pretty make much. them pay that way and whisper in their ear, hey, asshole, pull your pants up. You no, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't even really have to say anything because, I, I mean, I've been – I've so been you, pretty lucky, I think. I mean, I've collected at the gym a really good group of people. Um, it's just a really positive community of people that want to work hard and just good people. So when dirtbags like that come to the gym, it, and you know, they either feel out of place and they they bring their level up, or they just don't come back. Okay. And I've you know, when you come in, you know, I mean. It, so they either I don't want to say conform because that sounds 
kind of bad or forced, but I mean, they conform to what your norm is, right? Yeah, kind of. You're not, you're not trying to push them out, but you also don't want, you don't want to bring your, your name, your gym down to their level. They need to bring it to you. And the thing is, I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what we're talking about. So like we all kind of associate the same thing, you know, the, the pants sagging around your, your ass. Mm -hmm. We, we equate that to some negative things, but that in and of itself is not necessarily negative. Right. I don't care about fashion. You wear your pants however you want. But if what we generally accept are what what other things come with that, those are the things that are not acceptable. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, dress how you want, be who you want. As long as you're a good person, you're willing to work hard and, and you know, be friendly with the people around you. I don't care what you dress like. I don't care what you do. You got any fighters coming up with any Huge fights, big fights, anything we should know about? Um, nothing really huge. Uh, Justice uh, Minardi is uh, one of the guys that changes me. He's got a fight down in Grand Junction, Colorado, next okay. Saturday. All right. So we'll be going down there for the weekend. Um, other than that, nothing nothing big coming up. All right. Sean O'Connell, I believe, uh, I think he's got a contract going with uh, PFL, the Professional Fight League. All right. So that's still kind of in the works, I believe. So he'll sign up for a certain number of fights with them? Yeah, you know, I think he's going to be, uh, I think he's trying to get into the tournament that they're going to be doing here coming up real soon. All right. And you said you're, you you watch movies, you go to the movies. I want to tell both of you guys, go see Quiet Place. Okay. It's a great movie. What's it about? These, I don't know what they are, if they're fucking aliens or what. But if you make noise, they come and get you. Oh yeah, it's got the guy. It's got Jim from the office, and they walk around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Check it out. It it, it sounds stupid, but it's really good. No, I love movies like that. Those are the movies that don't they don't infringe on reality enough for me to shut it down. No, you won't won't shut it down. And you you watch it like you're holding your breath. And the girls in this movie are badass. The girls in this movie and the girls in The Walking Dead. Speaking of what, do they ever fucking take showers in The Walking Dead? I thought the same thing. Speaking of wiping your ass. Yeah, when do they shit? Nobody no. ever says I gotta go to the bathroom. Time out. You know what I mean? No, never, shit, never. Bucks me out with that shit, I, man. I, I've, yeah, I, there's a lot of that. I get it's it's a zombie show and it's not reality in uh-huh. that. But there's so much that I think about in that. that right, and I think I'm thinking uh, too much, Jeremy. Which brings me to this: the fast zombies or the slow zombies. I like the fast zombies. The World War Z ones. Uh, you can't like, get those fuckers. Um, yeah, those, that that was a good show. I like uh, that. One. There was one that came out a while ago. That was the Brad Pitt, World War Z. No, yeah, no? I, did, I didn't care for that one too much. Um, the, uh, it was in Europe, um, and I want to say it was called like 30 Days. 30 Days a Night? 28 Days Later. Oh, oh yeah. shit, yeah, yeah, they were fast too. Yeah, yeah. I, those are the ones I like. So to me, the, the whole slow zombie thing seems silly. Yeah. You're never going to catch me. Whoop, yeah. you missed me. Oh, there I am. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, 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 on those, I wonder, how in the hell... Did they take over if they've moved that slow? That fucking slow. Oh, you guys you just take a step back? Okay. Yeah. Take another step? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Grab him by his forehead and push him back? <laughs> yeah. And Practical Jokers, you watch that show? I have a few times. Do you like that? Mm. I wish they would fuck with you because I hate those guys. <laughs> no, seriously. Somebody I'm, like, oh, I'm waiting for someone to punch one. Knock him out. I'm waiting for him to fucking punch him, man. I want to <laughs> see him fuck with him. Yeah. But they won't leave New York, so, you know. And I, I got one. Well, okay, I got two questions. First one is your gym. Is it open gym type thing? Do you need to be part of a like a sign up and then you come at a certain time or, or what's that like? Um, well, it depends on on I guess really what you're looking for. We've got some workout equipment, but I mean if that's really all you're interested in, you're probably better off at like Vasa or something. Right. So, if somebody wants to come and just train um, and learn it, but not necessarily get into fighting or anything, but they just want to you know improve themselves. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean the, the classes are open to everybody. Yeah. Okay. So it's like not I like I got to sign up for once. 
you know, every Monday, every week well, at so this time? Or? It's it's just kind of like a membership like you'd see anywhere else. I mean, you okay. sign up for a monthly membership, and then you come whenever you feel like it. We, gotcha. have, we have class every night and uh, every morning, so you just show up whenever you want. Okay. But generally, people fall in love with it, and they're there every night. But I don't sure. require anybody to be there for any certain length of time. So it's a monthly membership, and you come and train and do and, yep. and be. Okay. That's awesome. That was my second question is Keith, to Keith here. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, Jeremy. Is that what you're saying? I am. There we go. Guys, um, I hope you appreciated this, uh, this mask off with uh, Jeremy. Um, you know, we learned a lot. Um, I learned that running is still my forte, and I'm stronger at that, so I'll keep running. <laughs> keep running away. If anybody in the gym wants to go running, would <laughs> run. Come, come to the gym. You don't need to run anymore. Running takes energy. Man, it's, it's an, it's just, I can you go. run from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So guys, you know where you know where to find us. If you're listening, you know where to find us, uh, and tell your friends. Um, I'll hit you real quick on the social media stuff. Our website is uh, so what you're saying dot com backslash uh, Wix site um, podcast, and then we're on Instagram, Facebook. You guys know where to hit us up. Hey, don't guys, don't forget we've got our snaggle cups, we got our our shirts, stickers, you you name it, it's over there. So. Uh, so what you saying.com go to there and that'll direct you. I even posted a video for those of you that uh, were challenged. Yeah. You can follow it. I, I, I would have followed it. So yeah. you're welcome. But guys, on that, Keith, Jeremy, it's always a pleasure. Jeremy spoken, spoken. <laughs> I can't help it, man. I'm sorry. Hey, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're out. I love that song. Yeah, that's a motherfucking problem. All right.